Blog Talk Radio. Big Mike and Vinny the Shark. And good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio. We are in September. It is Saturday morning, September 1st, 1030. We are here for one hour. Robbie D, Big Mike with you guys. Vinny the Shark and Goon with the day off. So just the two of us riding for an hour. We have so much to get to tonight, Mike. All right, so this morning, um, NFL underway this week. The preseason is over. Today is cut day. What cuts can uh, have different implications for? We'll get into that. We're going to preview the NFC North. And speaking of the NFC North, a little bit of a change. There is a big change has been made. That will be our lead story in just a minute. Also talking about MLB, fantasy baseball players here, fantasy football, of course. All week you guys have been sending in your teams for us to rate. If you have any questions, if you have drafts or keeper problems, you have the next hour to give us a call. Throw them on the air. Mike will get to you, uh, give you all the advice he's been giving all along at 646-716-5403, of course. And then uh, later this week, the NFL season starts, and that's where we start, Mike, um, with this Khalil Mack trade. Uh, the Chicago Bears, um, it's not official who they gave up yet, but it looks like a couple of first-round picks, possibly more. Um, I don't care what team you're talking about. It could have been the Bears, the Saints, the Giants, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Vikings. Whoever gets Khalil Mack, I really don't care what the price was. I was going to come here and sit here today and say, what a great job by them and a terrible job to me if you're the Raiders. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. I completely agree with you. And if I'm, a, if I'm a Raider fan, I'm furious with John Gruden because this is all John Gruden. We talked about this, Rob, when Gruden was hired, how he didn't even reach out to Mac. They barely spoke, if at all. This, to me, was Gruden saying – I'm going to come in there and I'm going to, you know, I want my own my guys. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great way of putting it. So I'm furious. You're talking about one of the top three defensive players in the league. And yeah, you're going to get a few picks in here, but still, what are we talking about? I mean, you know, a couple first round picks that you have to hit on that have to be right with the timing with who's there. You just brought in Jordy Nelson. This isn't exactly a rebuild situation. And Raider fans with Gruden coming in there, I'm sure Gruden doesn't want it to be a rebuild situation. If you're the Bears who drafted Leonard Floyd a couple years ago, uh, Raquan Smith uh, this year, uh, you have Danny Trevathan already there, and now you're bringing in Khalil Mack, you have to be ecstatic because this defense, which was very good at home last year, underrated at home last year, now just got a hell of a lot better. I mean, um, you're talking almost defensive line, uh, you know, the front six. Scary good, Rob. Like, we can match them up with anybody in they, the league. They're in the Vikings right there, yes. too, in that yes. division. They're up there with the, the Vikings now. I completely agree with you. So, an awesome move by them. And we tweeted it out. Their week uh, from week two on is just awesome. I wouldn't start them the first week at Green Bay. Uh, to me, seems crazy. But going after that, and I'll read it off to you real quick. I know it goes to Seattle. So, week two is Seattle, which doesn't scare me. At home in Chicago fire them up at Arizona. Sam Bradford doesn't scare me. And week four, Tampa Bay. I mean, my God, start them, stream them, whatever. Week five is the bye. And then they go to at Miami, which I would not be, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I would start them at Miami. And then after Miami, it's New England. And I'm not starting really anybody with New England. After that, Jets, Buffalo, Detroit. I mean, you're talking about in fantasy wise and in real life. I mean, it's just an awesome setup for them. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely uh, defense and fantasy to uh, stream, and they're a team now that you got to watch out for. The NFC, we talked about it, is very crowded. We thought there would be two teams from the NFC North um, going to the playoffs, uh, possibly with the Vikings and the Packers, and when we preview it, and we're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes since we're there, but uh, you have to put the lines up there as a possibility maybe. And, and now the Bears, hey, Mitch Trubisky, week, uh, year number two, yeah. a lot of pressure off of him when you have a really good defense. And if they can get Jordan Howard in the running game going, which I believe they can, him and Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of pressure off of Trubisky uh, to go out there and have to win games when you have a defense like that. And it's already one of the more exciting teams going into the offseason, Rob. Brought in Trey Burton, which everybody loves. You know how Nagy likes to use the tight end. 
You mentioned Howard. He's only 23 years old. And go back and see what he's done the last two years. It's impressive. Uh, Tariq Cohen, they've been lining up as a receiver, as a running back. They've been doing two running backs in the in the preseason here. So he's going to be exciting to watch. Um, you know, you're bringing Allen Robinson, uh, just a ton of weapons. Anthony Miller with Mitchell Trubisky there. Now you mentioned it, a defense, Rob, that can make the stop when they need it, turn it over when they need it. Um, they're a very interesting team to me. They really are. And if you're looking at it from a Raiders standpoint, you just don't know what they're doing. I don't know if if this is a Gruden thing, like I said. He wants to go in there and put his stamp on this organization, but you can't replace talent. I don't care. This guy is a top five defensive talent in the entire league. Easy. He's not higher. Easy. He might be two or three. He might be number one, depending on who you talk to. Yep. Um, they had a lot of disappointment last year, and a lot of it um, was on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. Let's be honest. They go out there this year bringing Jordan Nelson. They say goodbye to uh, the, uh, the the receiver that Martavis went to Baltimore. Uh, and they got the, the guy that went to uh, Baltimore, Crabtree. Yep. Um, and they still got you know they got the old running back in Marshawn Lynch. Yep. They got Carr now, who's no longer a rookie. This he's now in what year number four or five. Yep. So this is a team that you would think was trying to win. Now they're in an AFC that I don't I think is top heavy, and I think there's a wild card to be found somewhere in the AFC. But it looks like they're going in rebuild mode. Um, I don't know if they're doing it so that they can be really good when they get to Vegas, but that's not that's not something I'd be too happy if I was a Oakland Raiders fan right now. I, you don't get rid of a guy like Cleo Mack entering his prime. I completely agree with you. I don't understand it at all, and they're going to say he wants the picks, and, uh, you know, uh, Gruden, uh, all I kept reading, Rob, was he thinks that he can get two or three pieces, uh, productive pieces on defense for what it would have cost to pay Khalil Mack, and and you just don't know. That's taking such a gamble. Like you mentioned, the generational talent, I don't like it from the Oakland Raiders standpoint at all. If you're a Giants fan or a fan of any other team, you're going to look at this and you want to compete now. A team that wants to win now. I'm not talking about the Bills. I'm not talking about Tampa Bay. I'm talking about a team that maybe needs an extra player to put them over the edge. Now, I don't know if the Giants, per se, could have afforded him under the salary cap. Right. I know they only have $3 million in space. They'd have had to have some moving parts there. You can always find a way in the NFL. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every fan base could say, but as a Giants fan, why the hell weren't the Giants into it? You mentioned it before the show. I echo your sentiment. This is a team that wants to win now. They're going with the 37-year-old quarterback. Yep. They drafted Saquon Barkley to win now, not to win in four or five years, yep. to win now. And if you play really well, and you win, and you have Khalil Mack, those first-round picks, they're in the mid to late 20s anyway. You can get away with not having that 25th, 26th, whatever overall pick. Yeah, and I mean, you saw all the teams that made serious offers, Rob. Supposedly the other teams that were in it till the end, Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, and I forget the third team. I don't know it off the top of my head. The Cleveland Browns is very interesting to me because I'm already high on their defense from, again, hard knocks, but also all these uh, you know, picks that they brought in, the young players, uh, the Denzel Ward and Peppers is there, Miles Garrett. So I'm already on them. If they would have brought in like a Khalil Mack, that would have been cool. And the Packers, I mean, you know, Clay Matthews is aged now, but again, to put him on one side, Khalil Mack on the other side, that would have been cool as well, especially with, you know, them shelling out to Aaron Rodgers. They're showing it, hey, you know, we're going to go one more run at this thing. Yeah, so uh, Raiders fans can't be too happy right now. Uh, maybe, you know, Maybe in the long run it does help out. And it's like the Giants trading Collins or, you know, uh, you know, somebody big like that on defense. I'd be furious if I was a fan right now today uh, waking if, up. If, if you want to win now, I mean, if they're already in a real rebuild mode, they didn't have their franchise quarterback, I'd understand it. But they have Carr. He's their franchise quarterback. He was the top pick. Um, Khalil Max, uh, <laughs> Bruce Irvin uh, tweeted no fucking way. So he can't, you know – he can't understand what his team is doing. He knows that right now that that means the Raiders are basically taking themselves out of the mix in the AFC. Bears making a, a seismic shift. Today, cut down day. Uh, Corey uh, Coleman cut already yeah. from the Bills. So the former first rounder that came over from the Browns, you saw him go through it on a hard knocks if you watched it. He went through getting sent to Buffalo after having issues with uh, Coach Jackson. And if you can't He's not looking Buffalo, for a job. there's something wrong with him. Yeah, I mean, and they said a couple of weeks wasn't enough. Listen, if you're a first-round talent, in those two weeks, you just got to show that you have the talent right. still and that you're able to do it or you have the right attitude. How many different play calls could be in one playbook to another, Rob? I mean, eventually some of them for a wide receiver, too, have to be pretty similar. And what if you have the, the talent, you just got to run the route and make the catch. Right. I mean, it's not that hard. There's about a dozen different routes that you run in football. You basically got to say, okay, what route am I running here? And you run it, you get open, you make a grab, something like that. Maybe it was an attitude problem. Either way, he's looking for a job. There's going to be a lot of players cut 
in the next couple of hours in the NFL as teams get down to the 53-man roster. That's going to really change a lot of things, too. And the reason I say that is because I've been of the belief with the Giants that they're waiting for cut-down day. When they made the trade the other day, when they traded uh, Brett Jones to uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. saving $3 million in cap space, I think they needed that money because there's always good players cut today. And I think it could be an offensive lineman, which is what I hope it is. Right tackle. Uh, You you would really hope it's a right tackle, even a right guard if it has to be. But obviously you want right tackle because of Flowers. Yep. Um, There's got to be somebody that's cut that the Giants feel could come in and help them. If not, maybe a cornerback. Um, Obviously, we know how we feel about Eli Apple being the number two. And it's not just with the Giants. That's the case with every team. There is so much talent. A lot of these people that are cut may never see the NFL again. But there are big names cut and good players cut every year. So some of these guys that are cut, it'll be very interesting to see where they go in the next couple of days. I completely agree with you. I think it's today at 4 p.m. It has to be down to 53. So, yep. so you're starting to see names leak right now. I mean, names that you've you know heard of, maybe not that great name yet. But, you know, let's be honest. That's the GM's job. And the GM's got to sift through these. I mean, there's going to be, I think, a thousand like people cut, yep. you know, through all these NFL camps. Um, and let's be honest. That's where the Giants are going to get better. They're not getting a trade. They're not trading for a Khalil Mack type of player on the offensive line. It's going to have to be this way, or they're going to have to develop something if they want to get better. Other teams, too, as well. Um, So we'll see what it does. Uh, And Oakland, they're going to also have the cap space, I guess, in the future. Um, But who's going to really want to go there? They're moving, okay? And they now – they, they're giving up on their franchise player. This trade puts so much pressure now on John Gruden, Ralph, because this was his decision, not the owner's. Uh, I agree. I agree. And he's going in there and he waited forever for the right job. He yeah. could have been, he could have been wherever he wanted to coach the last couple of years. Um, instead, he stayed up in the booth. He loved every player. And it's just funny to me that before he even coached the game, we finally found a player he doesn't love. Yeah. He loved every crappy player in the NFL. I'm sure he loved Eric Flowers at one point when he made one block, maybe. Although the Giants never won on Monday Night Football. But, uh, yeah, now it's Khalil Mack, maybe the best player of them all. He didn't love enough to keep him around. It just it boggles my mind. I, I don't get it. I completely I don't get agree. It. Um, but anyway, so cut day today. Um, NFC North, we get underway this Thursday night with football. Uh, like I said, if you have your fantasy draft still, my main draft is tomorrow. Um, I have another draft on a big money league on Tuesday night. So drafts are still coming in if you guys have questions on drafts. If you guys want us to rate your team, I don't care if you call us in, tell me your team over the air. Mike will tell you what he thinks of it. Mike will give you draft advice. Uh, he's all over the waiver wire. Mike made a trade already in one of his fantasy leagues. For um, defense. He sure did. And maybe now he doesn't even need them. If you go out there and get the Bears defense week to week. So uh, 646 716 We're here with you guys until 1130 Eastern. Uh, definitely want to hear from you guys. But as we start into the NFC North, um, it would be, uh, you know, I, I, it would normally be the time where we would have the Shark, who actually just texted me. So maybe he gave him me, and he said no. So he does not have the over-unders. Uh, he's uh, busy today. I was going to go over-unders with you and try to have you guess, but uh, maybe you can look him up on your side or something. Sure. But um, who do you have winning this division? It's a division that before the MAC trade, uh, there were two top teams. Uh, you thought Detroit probably was going to be maybe in the mix like they always are around the 8-8 eight eight area. This is just my guess. Mm-hmm. And then the Bears are rounding out the bottom. But has that changed at all with the MAC trade? Um, has it changed who wins the division for you? If not, who wins the division? So right here I do have, and I don't know if this is up to the minute with the MAC trade. I would guess not. But uh, I have the division odds, Rob. So uh, I'll get the over-unders in one second. But the division odds, Vikings plus 125, Packers plus 140, the Bears plus 800, and the Lions plus 650. So I would assume wow. that that Bears one is not up to date uh, as of a few hours ago because I would assume that will go lower. Yeah, you would think that they would at least be up on par with the Lions, if not maybe in a little step ahead. Yep. Uh, he's, that, he's that good of a player. Um, so uh, that's the I odds you're going to look here. for over-unders. I have um, them right here. All right, so don't tell me. I'll guess. All right. Um, I'm going to get – and this is interesting because I think a lot of people are on the Vikings to win this division – um, the odds certainly told you that before that you just told me, so I'm going to say that the over-unders go along with that. Okay. I would say – Well, who are you starting off with? I think that the Packers are going to win the division. Okay. All right. I – what did they win last year? Let's look. I, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers healthy this year. They started 4-1 and one before the injury. And then he got hurt, and they ended up winning just seven games. Yep. Um, I would say, assuming Rodgers is, health, is healthy, they're going to give them uh, nine and a half. Ten. Okay, so close. Yep. 
Um, so tell I'll, me why, because I have a different team winning. So you tell me why the Packers are going to win this division. I mean, it's an hour show. Sometimes you can't go too long on anything. <laughs> so I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback in football. No disrespect to Tom Brady. He is not historically a better quarterback than Tom Brady. So we're not getting to that fight again right no, now. Good. But right now, there is no better quarterback and there's no better player in football than Aaron Rodgers. You saw it last year when they got off to the good start. Then he got hurt. They tried to keep around with Jacoby Brissett. Didn't work. Let's bring back Rodgers in week, what was it, 15 or 16? Yep. See if he can get us into the playoffs. And They were unable to win that one. They couldn't win the game the week before he was coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. If they won that, he would have come back. And I bet you they would have won the last two games. He's the reason why um, they're still loaded with talent. I love him and Jimmy Graham connection. He hasn't had a guy like Jimmy Graham um, that I could think of in his career. He's had a couple of decent Martellus Bennett, blah, yep. whatever. Jermichael Finley. Finley was good, didn't last that long. And some other guys that were just stopgates. <clears> this <throat> guy is really good. A lot of people like him as a bust in fantasy. Great. Keep thinking that way. I'm going to take my chance that in the red zone, this big-ass man that was catching passes from Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, who has been with great quarterbacks in his career, is now going to do it with Aaron Rodgers. I think their defense is okay. Still with, you know, Clay Matthews uh, running it. Um, I don't know what they're going to do uh, running back, Mike, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. They have Aaron Rodgers. It'll be Ty Montgomery one week. It'll be Jamal Williams one week. It'll be Aaron Jones when he's not suspended. And in the end, Rodgers is the best quarterback. Don't know if Cousins is ready to win in Minnesota. Uh, I have them winning the division. I have them over the 10 wins. I have them winning 11 and uh, going 11 and 5. I have them at 11 and 5 also, Rob, but that's second place in the division. And, okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the new contract we just saw uh, this week, 4 and 1 before the injury, like we mentioned. Jimmy Graham, I agree with you. I think he fits in there well. Um, my issue is wide receiver. I, I love Devontae Adams. Cobb just had offseason surgery. I don't know what Geronimo Allison is, to be honest with you. Um, great tweeter. I know yeah, that. He's, uh, if he's watching, he's a great tweeter. I will give you that one also. Um, but when Rodgers calls out the wide receivers in preseason, telling them that the effort isn't there, I'm concerned. And I know that could be a motivational tactic, but I don't think the depth is there. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy. I really do. I think this is a, kind of a make-or-break season for him. So I do have them at 11-5. and five. I have them on the over, but they are still second place for me in the division. Taking a look at their schedule, um, they open up Sunday night, a week from tomorrow, against the Bears. So you're going to see Khalil Mack yep. make his debut on national TV I on NBC. I would think he'd be kind of limited in that, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, we'll see. Yep. We'll see. And that'll be up to the Bears to figure out, and certainly uh, it's something to watch for. But Aaron Rodgers basically coming back at full strength, uh, the new uh, – highest paid player in football. He's going to make $80 million between now and St. Patrick's day. It's nuts the way that the NFL structured their contracts. now. Um, They have that Vikings game in week two and that's at home Sunday, one o'clock. So you get Vikings Packers in green Bay in September bothers me. Mm. I want that game to be played on the tundra. I want that game to be played in bad weather um, because that's a game. I want that to be played on like Thanksgiving night, the Mm. eight o'clock game, because those are the games that I think are going to decide this division. Playing it in the, this time of year is kind of, you know, cheapens it as a viewing, uh, right. viewing experience. But then Redskins, Bills, Lions, Niners, uh, those are games I think they can win. Rams, Patriots, back-to-back on the road is tough for them. It is. Um, Dolphins in a layup. I don't like the Seahawks this year. Uh, we do finally get that 11-20. Is that Thanksgiving night? 11-25? No, I don't think so. Because they I do play true. the Vikings on 11. I don't know what the day of the week is. But let's see. It is not. It's a Sunday night. Yep. So Sunday night football. Um, so that's the eight o'clock game. At least we get that in the prime time. And then you know they they rounded out with you know the Jets and the Cardinals late in the season, and then the Lions, of course, in Week 17. So at Bears will be schedule. cool. At Jets is a win, and I think they beat the Lions. So yeah. So hey, eleven wins. You could definitely see it. Maybe yep. even twelve. But um, let's make your case now. Um, I'm going to guess the Vikings over. Uh, you said it was ten for the Packers. I, I'm just going to say 10 and a half. And what were they last year? 13 and three right there. Yeah. So 13 and three, it is 10, Rob. So also 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I have them winning the division at 12 and four. Listen, Kirk Cousins is brought in. You can argue he's got the best weapons around him. You want to make the case of Eli Manning? Fine. But Kirk Cousins has a top receiver, just like Odell Beckham. Uh, Dalvin Cook, just like Saquon Barkley. Kyle Rudolph, just like Evan Ingram. The weapons are there. A better offensive line. Mike Zimmer's fifth year. He has built a culture there, Rob, with the, the fans, the uh, the new building, the defense has been absolutely awesome. Xavier Rhodes, all roads closed. To me, it's plain and simple. The Vikings go 12-4. and four. 
Um, nothing to take away from the Packers, but this is the Vikings division. Yeah, we didn't even get to Hunter Smith, maybe the best safety in the league. Uh, sure. They drafted a cornerback in the first round, so maybe he can add to that. Uh, this is a very good team. This is a team, and, and you and I know it, and we've said it on the show a million times, so is the Shark. They don't lose at home, right. and there's good reason for it. They have a great atmosphere. They play the right style. Getting Dalvin Cook back is going to help, too. I have them right on the number. I have them winning 10 games. Um, and that's basically just a thing about Aaron Rodgers. I'm just more that I can't pick Kirk Cousins in the new offense, and we'll see how he can do. I, I like him in fantasy. God, with Thielen and Diggs and Thielen, you named I didn't it even all. Mention, yep. I mean, those guys are going to be uh, those guys are going to have big numbers again if they had him with Case Keenum. My God, imagine you know, and imagine you know what would happen if Bridgewater didn't get hurt mm. and the domino effect that it's had. It's led to Cousins going to Minnesota. It's led to Bridgewater going to the Jets and then being traded to be Drew Brees' backup. And what does that mean for Drew Brees in the end? So yep. it's been a big domino in case Keenum getting to go to uh, Denver. Yep. So it's been a showing what he could do and going to Denver. So it's been a big domino effect. Uh, Viking schedule, pretty much the same. I mean, they play the same opponents except for two. Um, hey, that Vikings-Niners uh, game in week one, I think the Vikings are going to beat them. I and agree. then that pack, it's it's really up to the Packers games because they it's got be both of those games. They got the the back to back games on the road with the Rams, like the Packers, except it's Rams Eagles. And then they have Packers Patriots, and I don't know who's after the Patriots. Seahawks don't scare yeah. me this year. They, so. They're going to finish with probably three wins: Dolphins, yep. Lions, Bears. We'll see what Khalil Mack can do, but definitely a good team. Definitely have two teams from this division making the playoffs. Agreed. It's going to be Minnesota and Green Bay. You want to start to make the case now uh, that Detroit? Uh, listen, Detroit's Detroit. We're going to get to them in a second. Maybe they could squeak in there. And you want to make the case that, hey, Chicago, maybe they catch lightning in a bottle. We'll get to them in a minute. But I definitely think that these two teams are going to make the playoffs. I think two teams from the NFC South are going to make the playoffs. Uh, it's going to take an injury or something if you're going to want to get a wild card out of the NFC East. Because I think this division is really good. I agree with you, 100%. And we said it before on Twitter, this is going to be the most exciting division in football, in my opinion. It just got more exciting today, too. Yep. It really did. Um, and it got excited because of – this trade, um, I don't know if the over-under reflects it, like you said, but um, I'm going to guess now that well, the What were they Bears, last year? The Bears five and 11. Year, five and 11. I was going to say that their over-under should be, because I didn't, I liked them, I didn't love them, now I like them a little bit more. I would say probably seven and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. And that's, so, that's up to date on a betting website. You can take it right now, which I might do when we go through the schedule. You, you might have to. <laughs> We're going to go through the schedule. Uh, do you have them in third now? Or I do. do you have I, the have Lions them, in third? Uh, I have the Lions and the Bears tied eight and eight, but I have the Bears because uh, of a tie break in third. Well, if you ask me and you look at the schedule, Mike, you should take that because if you don't like the Seahawks, and a lot of people don't, I'm kind of on that. Although I do believe Russell Wilson can steal games on his own. After that Packers game, which I think the Packers will win next Sunday night, sure. it's Seahawks at home in their home opener yep. on a Monday night football. And then they play Cardinals, Bucks, and Dolphins. I mean, to me, that's a three and, then and, Jets build. Three and two or four one starts. So, I could have four wins right there. Yeah, at least. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to lose the, the Patriot game. But, I mean, they could be starting four and two. Yep. And at that point, maybe even, you know. Maybe even better than that. Maybe if the Jets, they win the Jets and Bills games, that's five and two starts. Right. So if they can get that five and two start, you need two wins. In the second who's half at of the, the end season. there? At Giants. It I gets would have tough. for the Giants. The second half of the season gets really tough. Because yeah. they go uh, Lions. I don't know how you uh, think of the Lions, but two out of three weeks. So Lions, Vikings, Lions. I would have them splitting with the Lions. Right. So, I mean, even there, you get to five, six First, wins. the Rams is tough. First, Packers is tough. Right. Even at Giants is tough. Right. At 49ers is tough. And then at Vikings is tough. Yeah, it's so a that, very tough end yeah. of the I'm not going to have them competing for the wild card, but I have them. Um, I have them on the over at six and a half for sure. I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them seven or eight wins. And I'm at eight and eight, so that's about the same. And uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, listen, Allen Robertson, they went out and paid for him, brought him in. This is supposedly going to be a top talent. Trey Burton, everybody's on him fantasy wise. I am especially. This is a top five tight end. And today, Khalil Mack brought in. We already spoke about it with uh, with Smith, Leonard Floyd. Um, this is a very good under Danny Trevathan. This is a very good underrated defense. They were great at home. They covered a ton at home. Vinny had brought that up a bunch of times. They covered at home the spread a lot. There was a lot of close games, and you would have to think that those close games now with Khalil Mack, with the offensive additions, with Nagy there as the coach, they have to be able to put them uh, over the edge, Rob, and maybe steal one of those close games. And not just that, but year. a quarterback that's not a rookie anymore. He's right. been through Another it year. before. He's Another got year. a little bit more under his belt. Um, I agree with you with that. Allen Robinson's a uh, 
a weird guy because he was such a good player two years ago in Jacksonville. He was keepers in some fantasy leagues with low draft picks, and then he kind of swooned down. He had a bad year, then he had some injuries. Arm um, talent. You're taking Trubisky or Bortles? I'm on um, Trubisky. I think this is an upgrade for Robinson. I'm on really Trubisky do. because Bortles has shown me so much bad in his career yep. that um, – it's hard for me to overlook it. And Trubisky hasn't had that chance yet to show me the bad or the good. Yep. But he's on the upside. He's in the second year. I know the Shark loves him. Maybe it's because I sit next to the Shark every week, and <laughs> he sits there and every week blows him to me. But uh, I would take Trubisky overboard. I agree. If it was me, and you know, he's, he hasn't been hit as much. He's younger. I would definitely take him. Yep. But Allen Robinson, um, a lot of people in their fantasy drafts are taking him a lot higher than I would put I him. agree with you. He's not on any of my teams. I'm very happy I, I about don't that. understand. He's one of those guys that, like, when he's drafted, i like, all right, nice, a guy I didn't want. Perfect. Right. One guy I don't want taken before me leaves more guys I want there. I'm just not a big Allen Robinson fan. Completely Maybe, agree. He's got the talent. Maybe he'll show and prove me wrong, but he's being drafted way over slot to me. Yep. Um, and then the Lions. Um, I'm going to have the Lions – it, I'm going to have them with the same record. I'm going to have them winning seven games. The same seven and a half is the over under for them. Okay, so then I'll be I'll be slightly on the under. Not a bet that I would put much money on because I, I think that's the that's the right call. And I just Vegas. want to say the Bears now at over six and a half is minus one sixty. So well, it, you it, pay for it, it had to go up this morning, I'm sure. But you got to pay for yes, it to get the seven wins. And still a five win team, you know, from last year. Right. Um, so your thoughts on the Lions and why you have them finishing last? It's still the run game to me, Rob. I'm not sold on Kerryon Johnson. I'm not sold on LeGarrette Blunt. Maybe around the goal line, fine. Uh, rookie head coach and Matt Patricia. Um, a, a weird offseason news with Kenny Galladay starting over Tate. And, you know, Marvin Jones is there. So you have three good receivers. I just don't know, understand that because Tate has been so good for them. Um, it's really just what haven't they done? I, I would have liked to have seen more improvement on the offseason. I would have liked to have seen them go get – a better running back than LeGarrette Blunt. And I'm not a huge carry-on Johnson fan. I think he'll be the best of the bunch, but that's not saying much. So, no. uh, to me – Theo Riddick might be second. Man. Yeah, another guy. So, 8-8 eight and eight to me. And, uh, listen, I you want to talk about uh, Mike Trout with playoffs, Rob? I, I feel bad for Stafford, man. I really do. Because if they ever gave him a legitimate running game, now you're talking about a good offense becoming a great offense. That's fine. I don't think Stafford is as good as people say. He's a good fantasy quarterback. The numbers there. He's got a big arm. I've seen Stafford in way too many spots to get his team where they want to be and fail. A home game in week 17 against Green Bay two years ago. If they win, they win the division. They can't keep up. They lose to Green Bay at home. You've seen them lose these big games when they were fully healthy right. and they can't get the job done. And you know what? If they want it, I would put it on Matt Stafford. So they lose it. Yes, he lost to Aaron Rodgers, but you got to find a way to do that. That was the same year the Giants made the playoffs. They ended up going to Green Bay in the first week of the playoffs, losing in a terribly coached game and a terrible game by Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Instead, the Giants would have gone to Detroit a game. I think the Giants would have won. We had just beat Detroit week 16. Yep. So um they've had their chances he hasn't won they lose Eric Ebron who I think was a safety valve last year who had a very good year too for Stafford I think that's going to hurt him as well Mm -hmm. um they had a pretty good connection together he was a good streamer tight end because he always could have that seven catch touchdown week uh now that's gone so I think they're a last place team I think they'll have the same record around as uh Chicago uh so it might come down to a tie break whatever neither team I think is going to make the playoffs um, I'm just not a Detroit Lions guy. They're just one of those teams that even when they're good, they're not really that good. And maybe looking at the schedule will change things. I know they open up Monday night against the Jets. Um, but if it changes things, it's in the hard way. Jets at Niners, Patriots at Cowboys, Packers. This game, this year's season could go really south on them very quick. I agree with you. 100%. Very quick. And then they end the season of course, like we said, at Green Bay um, in week 17 after playing the Vikings in week 16. You know what? If looking at the schedule, they play the Rams, the Panthers. Uh, they might be six or seven win better than seven and eight. But I'll stick with my gut and go uh, seven or eight wins to them, finishing uh, in the bottom of the division. So that is your NFC North preview. Monday night, you're going to get it all from us. You're going to get us Super Bowl predictions, NFC champion predictions, we're going to have Goon paste all our, put all our uh, win totals and stuff up there on our website, which we use so often, <laughs> so that we could go back at the end of the year and tell each other who was great and who sucked on certain picks. I'm sure we'll all be around the 50-50 mark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and last-minute fantasy advice in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about the cuts, if there's any other big moves. And then, of course, 
will pick Thursday night's game. I'm sure the Shark has a game or two that uh, are a better two for that uh, opening night. He's already Eagles, on Atlanta, I think. Eagles, Falcons. Um, that's Monday. NFL starts uh, Thursday and into next Sunday. But NCAA football tonight, yes, today, college football, the Shark. Where are you, Shark? I don't know. We need him here. He does have a couple of bets, and we want to throw him up there, and I'll put him on the Twitter as well. Um, three games that he has, um, they're all straight picks. Okay, this is not a parlay. This is not a teaser. Three games. Maryland, plus 13.5. Auburn, minus two. Michigan, minus one, and what's probably the game of the day against Notre Dame. I know he's always anti-Notre Dame. Um, off to a rough start. Took it in the chin a little bit the other night. Let's one see if he one, can rebound. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, he won week one, which yep. was last week. He had that first half. Uh, lost the other night. Had a tough second quarter. He picked the under. Some team scored 28 points. Yeah. And then uh, he has the three picks there. I'll post them up on our Twitter. Follow the Shark for his picks, as always. Uh, God knows what he's doing. Um, and we'll put him up there and follow him all along. We're going to have him uh, probably record some stuff for college, I would say, going starting next week. Uh, you can do a little voice memo, record it, give them out to you guys. I know people tune in Saturday for the college picks. So uh, any other things that you have college football? I see you have some notes here. I did. I watched Stanford, San Diego State, Rob, for betting purposes uh, only. And uh, listen, for the first half, it was San Diego State, man. They bottled up Rice Love. They loaded up the box. It was really frustrating for people that bet Stanford. Uh, Stanford ended up getting a safety uh, and then a touchdown and went up 9-7 uh, going into the half. And in the second half, they were a completely different team. They didn't abandon the run, but they really aired it out, and, uh, and it hurt San Diego State. But give San Diego State credit because they absolutely were flying in the first half defensively. They kept loading the box. They were going to let uh, you know the quarterback, Costello, beat them. And then he did in the second half. He had a huge second half to uh, – I'm going to butcher this name, but J.J. Orega-Whiteside had a huge uh, second half with Costello, the quarterback. Uh, and in the other game, Michigan State, the 11th-ranked Michigan State, barely got a win with Utah State. They had uh, 452 yards, Michigan State, but the defense was just not there, wasn't very good. So two pretty good games last night. Um, actually, I'm lying to you. The Stanford game was boring as hell the first half, but uh, Michigan State, Utah State was very exciting. And then today, you mentioned the games, Washington-Auburn, 330 ABC, Michigan-Notre Dame, that's tonight on NBC, and then Louisville, I just wrote this down for Alabama, kicking off Alabama in the first seed. That's at 8 o'clock on ABC, so it's loaded up. Tomorrow we get Miami, LSU, two more ranked teams, and that's on ABC as well. So, like you mentioned, Vinny's picks are up. Vinny's been very good with college, and uh, he will start recording some vignettes or something for us. So, Yeah, I like it's so hard because I am so hardcore into the NFL, to the Atlanta Braves in baseball, to the Islanders in hockey, fantasy sports, to fully get into college football. I want to try, see what I can watch today. It makes it so hard, but um, definitely, definitely want to get into it so I can uh, at least have a conversation with you guys about it. I only watch AS. I watch every ASU game and mm-hmm. some Pac-12 games, but uh, definitely try they to find tonight too. ASU, yeah, they're so. late tonight. They're on yeah. Fox Sports One, I believe. Spread was like thirteen, I think. Ten thirty, yeah, I think. Not a lot. Usually they're uh, one of those teams. They usually play those uh, games in uh, week one where they win by forty, you know, to make themselves look good, and they play some shit team that can't score. Uh, so what is it, UTEP or something like that? or whatever? I don't know who it is off the top of my head. But either way, they'll be on tonight. I'll be on them for sure. Um, Ravens releasing uh, Nico Siragusa. In, uh, Doesn't just do enough, for no, I just noticed the last name, Tony Siragusa, yeah. uh, with the Ravens. Obviously, uh, he had a knee injury last year. I need so an O-line out there. Yeah, there's got to be somebody. We'll figure it out. Um Baseball, any streamers as we get to our last push for the playoffs in some of these uh, leagues uh, tomorrow, like we say, is the last day in the regular season. Uh, looks like you and I are going to get the uh, one and two season league that we have together. So, so far, we don't have to worry about misleading each other yes, until we get to the finals. Um, I know, Pete, your nemesis, your, your, uh, your favorite fantasy baseball player is relying on me to get a win for him to make the playoffs in that league. I saw week. that. You should throw the week, Rob. I know. I mean, maybe if he didn't have such a shitty team name that was taking shots at me, maybe I'd make some more moves. Um, the three streamers we had this week, CeCe Sabathia went a quality start against the White Sox, didn't get the win. Alex Cobb, who had been so good, he had six straight quality starts, got lit up by Toronto. I think it was five runs. And Trevor Williams went, uh, I think, seven shutout innings against the Cardinals. Trevor Williams, if he's not picked up in your league, he has become must-start weekly. Doesn't matter against who. You need to check him out. Uh, the streamers for next week will be up on Monday. Check your playoff uh, settings and see what the rules are. 
I know in Vinny's league, you can only make uh, moves on Monday. So just check those out and see what they are. Um, and we'll get into more strategies with that. As far as uh, other baseball notes go, Rob, tons of trades to talk about. Last night was yeah. crazy. Josh Donaldson ends up to the Indians. I didn't see the exact return. It, it didn't sound like much, though. But Toronto had to do this because otherwise they had to qualify to Donaldson. He would have accepted it coming off for injury year. And then that blocks Vlad Guerrero. So Toronto had to move Donaldson uh, to the Indians. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, if he can get healthy, and he hasn't played a game since May, <clears throat> excuse me, he can really lengthen that lineup. The Indians are the forgotten team in the American League. So they've been there <clears throat> to, the, to the World Series before. They've made the runs. They have the starting pitching. They have the bullpen. They, got, they made the hand trade earlier. Uh, but they needed a bat. Um, I don't know if he's the right answer. The good thing about the Indians getting him, unlike a team, say, maybe uh, the Phillies, the Braves, a team competing for a spot right now, is the Indians can wait for him to get healthy. There's no rush. They don't need him till October. So if he can wait another couple of weeks to really get in shape, play like the last They're 10 games. They're activating him today. Right, but He's not gonna hey, play slowly today. go right. down. But they, September expanded rosters yep. today. You, you don't need him on the DL He's anymore. Today. By the way, and not to get off point, but the expanded rosters suck for fantasy sports because they don't put guys in the DL anymore. Yep. So now you have a guy that's hurt that you might want to keep or use later. You can't put him on the DL because there's no reason for the MLB team to put him on the DL. So he might be out for the year with an ACL, and they don't put him on the DL. There's no benefit to it with the expanded rosters. That actually hurt me last year in fantasy, and I'll never forget it. But uh, anyway, Donaldson does need to be in uh, mid-season form for another month. So they have a full month to go any way they want to get him going um, and have his hop back for the playoffs because they're going to be in the playoffs, not mm-hmm. a playoff game. So uh, lengthens, their, lengthens their lineup. I think that might be the best fit. I completely agree with you. Jose Ramirez now goes to second base. Kipnis will be the odd man out. And listen, he's been decent lately, but, uh, you know, there's no He's really only good in name. He's become a utility guy. So, uh, nice move for them. He's reunited with Edwin Encarnacion uh, from the Toronto days. So, maybe that will, you know, light a fire on Donaldson's ass. But uh, I like the move. And I don't know the return, but I'm sure for what they gave, it was worth it. Um, That wasn't the only trade, Rob. Toronto also sent Granderson to the Brewers. And the Brewers also picked up Gio. Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, you would hope for both parties that, um, it was one of those funny trades too, where they're playing each other. So he had to walk across the clubhouse. I always love, I always think those are funny when you get traded to the team you're playing Mm -hmm. that day. Um, I don't think Gio Gonzalez is that good anymore. Maybe the change of scenery being back in the pennant race can get him going. They're only going to get four starts out of them. They didn't give up much either. So, um, they needed the pitcher. If I was a Brewers fan, this wouldn't be the guy I hoped for when they were in July looking. Um, Granderson, great guy, great teammate, very infectious character. Um, could come up with clutch hits, left-handed battle at the bench. That's a nice, solid addition. Um, Gio, I don't know what he does for them. Big uh, Granderson fan, I agree with you. Pop off the bench. Braun has struggled again. So, you know, you throw some starts in there. Fine with that. Gave up nothing. And Gio, in all honesty, with what he's done in the past, he could, if they somehow get in the playoffs, and I don't think they do anymore, he could be in that rotation because of how bad that rotation has been. So, I, again, I like both moves. I really do. Uh, Yankees bring in McCutcheon. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, McCutcheon and uh, Damian Echeverria. Yeah. Uh, really late night, like last-minute trade. Um, this isn't Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, you saw in the Yankee game last night, they put up the full screen of McCutcheon and all his accomplishments, you know, five-time All-Star, MVP, career – that's not Andrew McCutcheon anymore. That's what Andrew McCutcheon was. That was dreadlock Andrew McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. Clean cut Andrew McCutcheon is marginal at best. Um, what it does mean is no Shane Robinson every day. What it also could possibly mean is they know Judge might not be back this regular season. I mean, that really could be it. They should have gotten a, a better outfielder throughout this offseason. Brian Cashman doesn't drop the ball off, and he did there. Um, McCutcheon, I guess, is the guy that he's trying to save face with. Rob, this is a steal from the New York Yankees. Uh, McCutcheon is now going from a big-time pitcher's ballpark to a sandbox of a ballpark with the Yankees. Um, He's going to play right field. I agree with you. I don't think Judge is back to the last week, and that's just to get him at bats for the postseason. He's still in pain. He said it last week. It's been frustrating. It's been slower than expected. So I think that's part of it there. I think Stanton still with the hamstring. They're going to try and give him a little bit rest maybe down the stretch. Um, so to me, that's a great trade as well. I don't know where Hechevaria fits in. I don't even know if he will fit in, but I think he'll just be on there for the expanded rosters and a few at bats. Um, and then this to me also, 
you know, long term, um, it is what it is. I think it's a great fit. I really do. And I think McCutcheon has a big time, uh, you know, three weeks left, whatever, for the New York Yankees. Um, yeah, I, I could see it. He's just, to me, he's not the guy that led the Pirates to the playoffs and was the MVP player anymore. But sometimes, I mean, these guys catch fire. He led the Giants in home runs this year. Mm-hmm. He'll be seventh on the Yankees once he gets there right. today and is activated and plays. Uh, he might even be in today's lineup as they play at four. Well, look five. where he even had a cover out in that outfield. That right oh, it's field. Oh, right Triples yeah. alley. And now yeah. look where he is now. I mean. Yeah, I mean, definitely going to be easier on change. him physically. Yep. And. Some of those doubles and triples, Derek Carr tweeted, no way. So the, 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 the Raiders fans, not to go back to it, but the Raiders, the the Raiders players are not happy. Yep. You, with your quarterback, the face of your franchise, along with Khalil Mack, is tweeting, no way. He's not doing it other than that's the nicest way I could say, screw my team right now. What the hell are you thinking? Unbelievable, Derek Carr tweeting that. I mean, and you can't even be mad at him. You can't. Um, but anyway, yeah, McCutcheon, uh, some of those doubles and triples, he also got triples alley are going to be run down too, but the Yankees, uh, you know, and we're a couple other things you want to get to, but on the Yankee game last night, Yankee fans love to kill Aaron Boone. Yeah. Last night he goes on a little freak out at tirade. He pretends to be the catcher. He's yelling in the umpire's face. Yanks come back at three home runs next inning. I don't know if it's a coincidence. It probably is. I'm not going to sit here and say that the guys tried harder because he did it. But it was good timing. It worked out. And when you're playing a crappy team like Detroit, sometimes it works. Um, but Yankees got a much-needed win last night. Glaber Torres as well. Uh, fans are really excited about it. And they finally got to see some emotion out of Aaron Boone. First time all year, by the way, that both managers were kicked out of the same game. I thought the Boone thing was awesome. It was. It uh, looked funny. Yeah, it was great. Good, uh, good form. He learned from his dad, I'm sure. Um, listen, it fired up the team. It really did. I never want to hear that a manager getting thrown out can't fire up a team because it absolutely did last night. They went on to win that game and give all the credit to Aaron Boone. Yeah, so it, it did work. Um, there's a video of Gio Gonzalez uh, throwing, pens, throwing pens at my leg. Um, better, better pen than a pen 15. Um, Gio Gonzalez weeping last night after his trade wearing his Brewer stuff. Also, Khalil Mack, it came down to the Jets and Bears. Jason Lockett for is saying uh, Jets negotiated hard, heavy on until the very last minute. Lockett for is saying don't discount that they wanted to train to the NFC as opposed to the AFC. And that could have been the deciding factor as to why the bears went out over the jets. So it was Jets and bears down to the last minute. If you're the Jets man, it's a little weird that, you know, they would go for it, you know, a little bit harder than a team like the Giants, where the Jets might not be trying to win this. They're not winning the, the Super Bowl this year with or without Cleo Mack. Mm-hmm. So, but he's so young. I mean, I mean he's he's better was on the Jets getting Cleo Mack about two weeks ago. So credit friend, to him as well. Credit of the show. They did their part. A um, couple of Mets things. And I see that you had them written down anyway. Neither the guy that all the fans want to get in at bat, Peter Alonzo, is going to get in at bat. Yep. And the guy that Mets fans are kind of done with, David Wright, but sentimentally, hey, give him a game or something. It looks like neither is going to happen. How this team, who last night got shut out again yep. and can't score for Jacob DeGrom, it might cost him a Cy Young. It might. I don't mm-hmm. know. They, got, they couldn't score for Zach Wheeler, who mm-hmm. might be the comeback story of baseball this year. Yep. They couldn't get him a run last night to get him a win. He had seven shutout innings, so he finally gave up a run. How they don't have a bats for Peter Alonzo is insane. And you're the Mets fan. We have not talked about this. I see you wrote his name. I have a feeling you're on my side about it. But how in the hell this rebuilding team has no bats for Peter Alonzo? It's beyond me. And to me, and I'm not trying to be a Mets hater, it shows how inept their front office is. Oh, it's horrible. The kid had four more hits last night. They're saying they don't want to tire him out and they don't want him sitting on the bench. Why would he sit on the bench over Jay Bruce, over Dominic Smith, and over Wilmer Flores? That, to me, makes no sense in the world. This kid had so many uh, hits, home runs, RBIs, and the minors. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but you have to reward him for that, Rob. You bring him up in September, you give him a taste, and you make him hungry for next season. You keep him hungry. This is asinine, completely asinine. And then the David Wright thing, uh, it's going to turn ugly. And I'm telling you why. I heard it on the fan today with Ed Coleman. He brought it up, and it's a great point. If he plays a game, David Wright, in September, he's on the 40-man roster right now. They brought him back up to the majors. He's not rehabbing. If he plays a game in September, the Mets are then on the hook for him for this season and 60 games next season paying him, which I think equal to $10 million. It would no longer be going to the insurance. The Mets would not get reimbursed for that span right there, which I think, again, was $10 million. Don't quote me on that. They would 100% be on the hook from uh, September on and 60 games next season. 
If Wright doesn't play a game this season, the insurance picks up the whole thing. So, again, not that the Mets would even spend money correctly if they had it, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a nickel and dime type thing. And in all honesty, David Wright has earned the right to go out there to go uh, for his daughters to see him in the major leagues, to play one more game, to see if he gets a hit or whatever, to pull him out in the eighth inning, to get the standing ovation, and let him ride off into the sunset. Yeah, it's all about money with the Mets. It's always about saving money. It's been that way since the Will Ponzi scheme happened, and it's never going to change. And that's Mets fans' biggest thing. And the problem is when they do spend the money, it doesn't work out or they spend it wrongly. Um, they gave him money. He's been hurt ever since. They gave Cespedes money. He's been hurt ever since. Um, they let Justin Turner go. He becomes an all-star. They, yep. don't, they don't want to pay Daniel Murphy. Yep. This guy's a key figure in every pennant race in the last five years. They have of made League. every wrong move imaginable. Every pennant race. Daniel Murphy's been a key cog in, including this year now, batting leadoff for the yeah. Cubs. So they're just not spending the right money. When they do spend it, it's wrong. The guys get hurt. Yes, there's a little bit of bad luck involved, but – Anybody that thinks that Yoane Cespedes, and they had to pay him. They had to pay him. Right. But that he's the type of guy that after a long-term deal is going to flourish, long-term deal, there's no chance it's happening. I and agree David, with you. And David Wright has had so many surgeries, um, and he's trying to come back, and he's fighting to come back, and I think he's sincere about wanting to come back. And listen, I think he knows that the time is coming to an end as well. I think he just wants that last shot, Rob, that last hurrah. Give him a week or whatever. You know, Give him some time out there. Supposedly, he can't even throw from third. So, again, I think everybody knows it's coming to an end. But he has earned the right to go out there, to go out on a high note, to have his number retired for David Wright Day. He's earned all of these things. And you know what? The Mets front office just has to eat the money. The other thing is, the only thing that I would worry about that is, does David Wright know that? Does David Wright think, hey, I got back on the field, I got my at-bats, now I could go into this winter and fully prepare to play next season? Are they gonna, they're not going to have the David Wright day if he himself is not saying, I'm ready, willing, and able to retire. Because you, it's not the NFL. You cannot cut him and save the money. With the only reason the Mets would do anything would be to save money, and they can't. It's guaranteed money. Yep. Yes, they want the insurance to pick it up. But if David Wright says, I'm healthy and I want to play, the Mets have no choice but to give him the chance. I, yeah, and, and that's why another reason that it could get ugly. But I think that they, they all have to come to an agreement here. He didn't hit well in uh, single A in, in Port St. Lucie. He didn't hit well in triple A. And, you know, how's he going to fare up here? I, I'd imagine it's going to be on the lower side. So I would think that he might think he could play at a high level. But deep down, he has to know he can't play at a high level. And another big outing last night from um, Zach Wheeler. And if you didn't already know, I mean, he's probably 100% owned in leagues. But uh, now you know he is uh, – Definitely, no matter what happens the rest of the season, shown that he is back. Yeah, and listen, Wheeler's ERA now is lower than Syndergaard. He's not getting the love Syndergaard gets. It's at 3.37. Syndergaard's at 3.51 since June 1st. Rob Wheeler, 17 starts, 20, uh, 10 of them quality starts. 14 of the 17 are three runs or less, which is ridiculous. And since June 1st, he's lowered his ERA from 5.14 to 3.37. So I actually just asked uh, a buddy of mine this. I said, if the Mets, let's pretend for a second, and it's hard to, but let's pretend. If the Mets were in the playoffs, Rob, who are you giving the ball to in game two, Syndergaard or Wheeler? Uh, it has to be Wheeler. It has to be. It has to be Wheeler. Yep. And Syndergaard's record is good, but he's not pitching well, and he'll tell you. After his game the other night, he straight up said, he goes, I can't go out and give up four runs like that. I just can't do it. I'm not pitching well. I'm not doing my job. Uh, and it doesn't look good, and he's right. has to be Wheeler, and uh, what a season for him. Uh, you were on him before I was. You wanted to keep him. I wanted to trade him. And uh, kudos to you because it looks like they've actually – No, I wish they listened to you. I don't want him in my division. And, I don't want to face him when we need It looks like they actually the did something right by holding on to him. And heading into next season with everything healthy, hopefully, the Grom, Wheeler, and Syndergaard, there is no three pitchers in baseball on any team that can match up to that. No, and that's what you have to build around if you're a Mets. I'm sorry you do. And that's something that I wish the Braves had because we're going to get the Braves in one second, so i got to get some off my chest. But uh, Khalil Mack had tweeted, I'll miss it. Derek Carr today, I'll miss you. So Derek Carr is really throwing it out there on the Twitter. Very subtle, short tweets, but straight to the point. Not even subtle, straight to the point. Yep. And everybody's really jumping on him um, on these tweets. Uh, you have to uh, – and, yes, Ingram will play week one. Jordan Renan had that before. Um, but, yeah, everybody uh, everybody jumping in on this Derek Carr no way tweet. Um, and, and you can't blame them. It's got to be disheartening. There's no way that I can bet them. I would bet so hard against them next week now. They're a disheartened group. They, they were a, a joke last, uh, last year because they were supposed to be so good, and they all failed and choked. 
they have a new a new youth unit with a new coach, and they got rid of their best player, and they had their quarterback out there on social media week before game one. Yeah. Who do they play next week? Um, do we know? Because I'd be all over their opponents. I don't know the spread, but how can you bet on the Raiders to win? They look like a the very Rams tough group. Monday night. They're the last game of the week. Um, and Carl Banks says, stay tuned when somebody asks him about um, getting secondary help. So kind of to the point that we are yeah that we were making before. Hopefully, uh, bringing somebody in there. I mean, they got to do that and the offensive line. And it's a corner. It's not going to be a safety, guys. Tom no, they have Collins the top are, safety in the league, yeah. and they they brought in a good safety this it's year. It's a corner. So. Um. So no more trades that I could think of that were made. No. Um, so we've hit September 1st all year long until about last month where you started to <laughs> you started to go to the side that I was hoping you would go to. And then, of course, me being scared stayed. And this was the Washington Nationals. And all year, should national fans be scared yet? No. You know, and, and you would think what everybody's thinking. Yep. Um, I just go to the World Series. Yeah. And, but they're still not out of it. Um, but in the NL East, what the hell is going to happen with this NL East uh, in your mind? I have my thoughts, but uh, what's happening? Is, is this going to be the Phillies? Is this going to be the Braves? Um, are the Nationals going to come out of nowhere? They've traded everybody, so if they do it, it would really be like really crazy right now. No, I don't think it's going to be Washington. I really don't. I've given up on them, and rightfully so. They are now under 500. Listen, um, I think Philly – it's tough to say, Rob. I think Philly's starting pitching has kind of impressed me more, to be honest with you, than the Braves. But um, the Braves just keep getting it done. They, they really do. And you're going to have Vizcaino hopefully coming back, and uh, I think that will help in the bullpen. Um, listen, two games up, do they play again? Do you know what? The... Seven games the last week of the season. There it is. That's your division right there. It's going to come down to that. They play seven times in the final ten days. The Braves are the three games in that. Spanner at the Mets and the Phillies other games are at the Rockies in between it. So it's four with Philly and Atlanta. Uh, then the Braves come to New York, Phillies go to Colorado. Then they finish season with three in Philly. Um, I'm telling you this right now, the Phillies win the division. The Braves cannot beat a good team for their life. They've lost seven of eight at home. They are three games under 500 this year against every team in the major leagues, not named the Marlins or the Mets. And the, and the Braves have the hardest schedule in September. To me, yes, I'm pissed. Yes, my heart's in it. They right now are a fraudulent team. Markakis has come to earth. Yeah. Freeman's I mean, been terrible. Was, he had overachieved. That's fine. But without their three and, and four Freeman, I'm team, not worried about. Freeman will come he's around. He's been terrible. He will come around. Terrible. Two home runs in over a month. No home runs since like July 1st against not the Marlins. He has been terrible. Terrible. Awful. I watch I him every day. Goes today, right? I think it's Gossman Archer. It's Gossman Archer. The two guys that were traded at the trade deadline uh, go against each other today. The Braves, of course, last night. And the other thing the Braves can't do, and you said that the, the pitching, actually the pitching has been very good for the most part. Uh, Newcomb had a bad start a couple days ago, but um, that was against Tampa Bay. They can't get a shutdown inning for the life of them. So the Braves score, they never, ever, one, two, three inning or a shutout in the next inning. Last night happens again. Braves down 2 nothing. Acuna home run, he's going to win play of the month in the National League. And rookie of the year is a runaway. Uh, between him and Soto, but it's it's more and more looking like it's going to be Acuna. It'll be Andujar um, and Acuna. And uh, and what and and Camargo homer, they get back, play starts rocking, they look like they're dead. Jamison Tyon's been awesome, by the way. Yes. You talked about Williams. Tyon hasn't given up more than three runs since he learned how to throw a slider, they were saying. Yep. I think that's like 12 or twelve or 13 starts now. And one of the best stories in baseball, having to deal with cancer last year and, you know, came back last year, and now this year a dominant, dominant pitcher. And he was the number two overall pick that year after Bryce Harper. Yep. So he's finally found it. He looked great last night, but the Braves tied the game. Uh, first batter next inning, you walk the leadoff guy. Can't walk the leadoff guy in the eighth inning. Next guy, double play ball, Ozzy Albies, booted. Done. They gave he up a run. down as well. But He's been bad. They moved them all over the line. Yeah, I saw. What is that? Oh, it's a balloon. It looked like it's on the field in this soccer game that I've never seen before between memes and Paris. Paris I'm sure Mike has, a, has some money on, I'm sure. We have money on Paris. Well, pretty. But uh, anyway, so I'm very worried about the Braves. They had a four and a half game lead just two days ago. It's now down to two games. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, they play Pittsburgh this weekend, while Philly got a walk-off from Astrubal Cabrera last yeah. night against the Cubs. And he hasn't been that good for them either, so good for him. He, it paid off. So they got Cabrera and Bautista from the Mets in, yep. in division. And uh, Bautista had a game-winning RBI two days ago, mm-hmm. and then Astrubal last night. So Walks it off. The Mets are uh, 
helping out the Phillies in a lot of ways. It should be a lot of fun, though, that last seven days for everybody but me while those two teams are playing. And I'll say this, if it gets down to it, that Saturday morning show at the end of September, I will probably be driving four weeks from today to <laughs> Philadelphia to catch those two games. Uh, and the uh, M- MLB season ends four weeks from the month. And the NFL is kicking off, so it's a good time of the year for sports, man. It really is. Everything is going to get going. So, so. Khalil Mack uh, was dealt. He was part of the 2014 NFL yep. draft. Um, it's been a pretty big week and a pretty big year for some of these guys. You were telling me how loaded it was before. Um, is that one of the best drafts in recent memory? Uh, it definitely is. And Clowney went first, and he's been good, but you're waiting to see, you know, that first overall type season, Rob. Greg Robertson's been horrible. He's now on uh, Cleveland. Jacksonville went Blake Bortles there. Listen, he took him to the playoffs, so it is what it is. Sammy Watkins, I'm not a fan. Khalil Mack, there it is right there. He went fifth overall to the Raiders. Atlanta went Jake Matthews. The Bucks went Mike Evans. He just got his big contract. And then here it is. The Browns went Justin Gilbert, who I don't think is in the league anymore. If he is, I think it's Pittsburgh. Um, that's his last known team, if, uh, to me at least. Um, he is nothing. He was drafted. Yeah, he's gone. He's not in the league. He's been out of the league for two years, by the way. Vikings, Anthony Barr, talented player. Eric Ebron, talented player who I will selfishly admit I wanted the Giants to draft. Taylor Luan went to Tennessee. Very good player. Offensive line, all pro. Odell, Aaron Donald. I didn't want Odell either. Perhaps the best defensive tackle in all of football. Kyle Fuller, Ryan Shazier, Zach Martin, C.J. Mosley. Jets took Calvin Pryor, excuse me. Uh, no other names. I'm not going to keep going with the whole thing, though. Brandon Cooks, Ha Clinton Dix, Johnny Football. Another Cleveland Browns bus. In this um, great first round, the Browns <laughs> had two picks that they completely That are up. no longer in the NFL. That's why they're the Browns. Uh, Jason Verrett, all-pro corner. Um, Calvin Benjamin, well-known receiver. Uh, Bradley Roby, good corner. Teddy Bridgewater. Demarcus Lawrence, was an all-pro defensive end. Derek Carr, who you've mentioned, has been on Twitter crying this morning. Uh, so my oh, question to you, Mike, because we yeah. just have a couple minutes left, in a redraft, in a redraft um, Devontae how, Adams, what Rob. are your top five picks? How are you – I mean, Jade and Clowney's not maybe in the top ten of this draft. If Alan you do a Robertson, Jarvis Landry. Um, Landry should be a first round. Devontae Freeman. as good as all of them. So uh, Telvin so, Smith has been a phenomenal linebacker in round five. It was a very, very loaded draft, especially on the defensive side. So if you could redraft right now, are you taking Khalil Mack number one? Are you taking Odell Beckham, Zach Martin? Uh, who are you taking number one? I think it's Odell or Mack for me. And then Martin, you know, is top three. I think it's the three of them. I mean, that's who I wanted over Odell. But Aaron Donald, you can't overlook him. He just that's got paid. Another right. guy that got paid this week. You're right. I mean, that top five between Mack, Donald, Odell, Zach Martin, and then you could throw in anybody you want, like a Mike Evans, I guess, maybe Mike Evans. Um uh, anybody. Uh, Derek Carr, even you feel like should go top five or ten in this sure. draft. Uh, Taylor Lewan. I mean, you want to talk about Zach Martin. Taylor Lewan's been a great tackle out in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, before his injury, too, Ryan yep. Chazier was a pro bowler. Yeah. I mean, you feel bad. Obviously, looking at it now, you might not do it because of the injury, but before the injury, he you could certainly put him in that this mix. draft was absolutely loaded. Yeah, Clowney, Bortles, Watkins. Except I mean, for the Rams taking Glenn, uh, Greg Robertson. And the Browns with their two firsts that they've completely screwed up. Yeah, even Calvin Pryor's been a good Jet. So, uh, and Brandon Cooks, who, you know, he hasn't been to a Pro Bowl, but he's no, on his third team board, now. Linebacker on Casey. Another guy that I like. So, um, a very loaded draft. Um, all, all our fantasy drafts are loaded. Traded. Those redrafts are a lot of fun. And so now you're looking at it four years uh, ago. That's why, you know, these guys' rookie contracts are starting to expire. That's why you're seeing guys like Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald get their extension. Cleo Mack getting traded because he's due the, uh, the, um, the extension. Mike Evans just got paid last year. He got it a year early. Um, and, of course, Zach Martin, you know, we all know about him in, in, in Dallas. So uh, that's been a big uh, – a big, a big reason why some of these teams are where they are, whether it's good or bad. That's why the Browns are where they are, and that's why a team like Dallas was able to really rebuild, have that great running game, and win the division title two years ago. Pretty cool, man, just going back to look at it. Yep. Um, we'll do that ever so often, and I do it in hockey all the time. Of course, nobody in the world wants to talk about it with me, but I do it in hockey all the time, looking back at old drafts and all the misses and the hits. And sometimes back, they used to have ninth-round picks, and you've seen some ninth-rounders make the Hall of Fame, and then, you know, 
some first and second overalls just not make it at all. So it's always very interesting to look back at these things, and you guys should do it if you have a chance. Anyway, uh, almost it for today. Uh, one question I have for you. My draft tomorrow. Yep. I was offered a trade. Don't forget, two quarterback league. Yep. Um, keep the guy in the round that he was taken in. Offered. The person does not have a second-round pick. They have Todd Gurley in the second. They offered me Gurley. I would keep him in the second. Mm. I have to give up my third-round pick. You do it or you don't. Now, in a two-key league, that means I'd have my first pick, and then I wouldn't pick again until the fourth. Um, is yeah, Gurley worth the keepers. second and the third? You have a 16th rounder in Earth, and you have another late uh, pick. I w- it would be – well, Thielen would be the 16th yeah. rounder. That's better than Earth. So Melvin Gordon in the sixth. Done. 100%. Melvin Gordon, Gurley, have your first, which is going to be either I saw Odell, Rodgers, Brady. It could be a t- I saw the right, five the names Le'Veon there. Bell's available. Antonio 100% Brown. you do that trade. All right. And if any of you guys have information or a draft and you want to be rated, this guy's been all over it. That's how I'm going to leave the show. It's been great all week. We love the two-way talk with you guys. We want to see your teams more on Over the Top Sport on Twitter. We're back with you guys Monday night. Mike, any final thoughts? Nope. Football season is coming, right? Football season's here. Don't forget Vinny the Sharks picks. They're posted up on Twitter and follow us all the time for any of his gambling picks. Mike's fantasy pickups in baseball and football. We'll be back with you at 7 o'clock Labor Day, Monday night. Enjoy your holiday weekend, everybody. Goodbye.